why isn't this being taught in schools? I must ask myself this question so many times after realizing all the things that we could be teaching young students that everyone deserves to know about life and themselves, but it's missing. And so today, I'm really excited to announce a very special guest on the It's a Vibe podcast. He is somebody who really advocates for what education could be like and really talks about how we can change it to actually help us be our best selves. And so without further ado, I'm really excited to announce this special guest on this episode. Here's an interview with Robert about the essence of education. I'm Vivika. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this one. Hi, Robert. Hello, hello. Hello, thank you for joining me. Good, good. How are you? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Okay, so I'm going to get started right away so then everyone can kind of jump in on this conversation as well. And to everyone that's joining, hello, thanks for being here. I'm having a enlightening conversation with one and only Robert. Um, Robert has his page, um, Astra Education. Robert is an educator to his core, um, loves teaching. I love his content. He's also a content creator. Our education system and learning and what really we aren't learning in school, but would be so helpful for us to actually know. Um, And you are also an author um, of your book, The Essence of Education. Um, which talks a lot about what we're probably going to be talking about in this conversation. Um, you're also a podcast host and just also a wonderful person after meeting you and talking to you for a little while. So thank you for joining me um, uh, on this conversation. I'm happy you're here. Well, thank you so much, Vivika, for having me on. Um, it's been a pleasure just meeting you. Um, and, you know, I really just thank the, the universe and, <laughs> and yes. you know, thank social media because I feel like Social media can be a big distraction, but if you know how to use it effectively, you can cultivate, you know, great relationships. So yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, let's let's party. Let's get started. What do you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that point though, actually. It it really is depending on how you look at things, right? If you're looking at social media and saying, Oh, this is, you know, like it, it's lame or like it's a waste of time, that's exactly what your experience will be like. But if you're looking at it as a place where you can learn and grow and maybe meet people like how we've met people through our pages, it can be really, really, really life changing. And so what I want to start with um, talking to you about is something that I believe in and the It's a Vibe movement is kind of stands for is that it's quite obvious that school isn't teaching us everything that we need to know and especially preparing us for life. And I think having that realization is something that can really change the course of your future um, and not putting all your eggs in one basket, like putting everything you know and believe in into education only to come out and feel like, wait a second, I'm, I'm missing something. So I want to ask you like to start kind of like, your background, your story, when did you kind of start cluing into that? Maybe I'm not learning everything I need to know and maybe that there's something more, something missing that I should be kind of tuning into. Where, where did that come from for you? You know, I think it starts in uh, senior year of high school. I feel like that's when I discovered philosophy and I was like, all right, you know, I really like to make people think. You know how in that, that period of time is, oh, what am I going to do in college? Um, so, you know, I chose philosophy and like, I still didn't even, like, really, I feel like fully, like, I guess I did realize that, hey, there's a lot of things not being taught, but it's, I haven't, I didn't make it into that message that I have now, 
Um, I feel like that was the start of it, which was like senior year of high school. Um, you know, I feel like philosophy should have been taught. Um, and it's funny because I wasn't taught philosophy in high school. That was never an actual class. I don't really know how I got a hold of it. But that the was universe. really the first, right, yeah. <laughs> the universe, right? But like that was one of the first instances where I was like, oh, all right. Like, why, why is philosophy not taught? Like, this is so interesting. You know, we're, we're learning about how to think and how to create ideas and how to evaluate them. Why is this not like explored, you know? Um, so I think that was the first instance of it. And then my story, like in a nutshell, kind of goes off from there. I go to undergraduate uh, school. Um, if you're familiar with Temple University, you know Temple? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay, great. Well, I didn't go there. Uh, I, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I actually went, uh, I, I, that's always gets to laugh. I, I actually went to LaSalle University. So the reason I said <laughs> Temple, you know, all right. So yeah, it's like, if you didn't know it, it I was just going to say, all right, it's 20 minutes away. So it's not very far. Um, so I went there and, you know, did philosophy, communications, and I wanted to be a professor. Uh, but I realized, you know, let's fast forward again. I go to graduate school, teaches college, Columbia University. I realized, you know what? Being a professor is not going to be enough. Like, okay, I'm going to have like 30 students, 20 students, maybe what, like five sessions of that, maybe. Um, and it's, I'm not going to have the chance to really make that salient and meaningful change like that wide casting a wide net um so i i said yeah, you know what i have to start thinking a little bit bigger so what can i do that's because even though i'm going to be changing individuals i'm not going to really be changing the system at large so that's when I, I that systemic thinking started coming in you know when i went to teachers college started getting well actually i'm lying to y'all I, I feel like the systemic thinking kind of came after I came, like kind of in between, because I didn't go right to grad school. Like I went like, you know how you had the buffer mm -hmm. period? So I think I had like two years buffer. I think it was during that time, like, you know, once I left LaSalle and then I was just, you know, out in the world, the great beyond, <laughs> that's when I, I kind of came into, oh, you know what? Like I need to start reaching at this at a more systemic route. Um, and that's when I started. The first sketches of the essence of education started to be made um and you know going into i think that's what got me into teachers college which was that whole book writing that or like i didn't finish it but like just you know my teach my um what are you calling the the personal statement and like all of it was based off of kind of what I, my drafts mm -hmm. so i think that's definitely what landed me <laughs> into there but yeah in a nutshell uh, that's a long-winded nutshell but that's kind of where it kind of it stemmed from how i came from just philosophy why isn't philosophy taught in earlier grades because if you think about it like that was actually the original title of the book it, was like, oh. it started off as an article okay like i start off like why isn't philosophy taught in earlier grades like that was going to be the article wow. and then i just like kept writing kept writing kept writing and was like wait a minute and turn this into a book so yeah. that's yeah. awesome. I, I, I love I love your view on that and how it evolved. And it, it really is like that. And I think, like you said, you start to think bigger. And I think it starts at like an individual level. And then it really starts going into like the systemic, like, it's not the individual's fault. Like, you know, you're, you're saying like, oh, a teacher, it's not the individual person. It's not the teacher. It's the system that we're a part of. And that that's what I think. And both of you or you and I both kind of agree on this, that it's it kind of needs a whole revamp. It, it needs to kind of be put 
turned upside down on a system level so that way it can reach the individual when it needs to reach it and, and, and in a more effective way. So when you look at like the education system, like yes, philosophy, philosophy should be taught, you know, how to think, how to feel, how to actually like realize everything going on inside of you. Where do we start to change it at a systemic level? Like how does that even, like wh what are your thoughts on how we can actually flip the education system to incorporate things that are about life and are about you know yourself so that way you can actually live a life of like success or happiness or fulfillment where does where do we start with the systemic change well you know i think the first thing it starts with with what we're consuming you know it starts with the values and it starts with the way you're viewing the world because you know why in 2022 why do like the first thing that should be cut like if uh, a nation is in peril or a state is in crisis, you know, the one of the first things to be cut is education. Like some of the, the points in education, like the cutout arts, you know, cut out like those different things. Yeah. And and it's like, all right, well, why are they thinking about it like that? Because it's not going to make enough money probably. Like, oh, that doesn't make money. Like that doesn't make pro like production. Like that doesn't add to, you know, like what America's about, like the, the, the capitalist kind of yeah. end goals. Um, so it, it could afford to be cut. And that comes from the viewpoints on what is really valued. So it's like, we can we can add on all these little initiatives and little like programs, like add like, you know, little extracurricular things like with mindfulness and meditation, like have a part like a little speaker come in, but that's not gonna do anything if we still are ready to cut arts and like all those different things so quickly. Uh, it actually ended up getting cut in my school too in LaSalle. So where do we start? I think we definitely start um, by like shifting core values, like a paradigm, paradigm shifts. And then how does that look? All right, well, I think we need to not rely on people like big wigs up there. Like we can't rely on people in power because that's why we're, we are where we are. Like we have to stand up and do the things that we can do. So every person, and it's almost like education has a social responsibility. And if Catherine is watching, I don't know if she's watching. She's, that's my co-host on a podcast. She's always talking about the social responsibility of education. And um, we can expand that to think about, you know, we as individuals have a collective, interdependent, altruistic social responsibility, like to educate ourselves. And that's why I said it's also what we consume. So concretely, if you want a concrete answer, where do we start? All right, boom. I think we need to do things like have more discussions like this, you know, like, or like if we have social media, great. That's a great place to start. Instead of using social media as a, 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 an outlet to talk about the latest gossip and to like watch stupid videos, you know, everybody needs a little laugh now and again, but with such the overwhelming presence of social media, use that as a way to, you know, proliferate, like really get those ideas of success mindset, um, you know, meditate, mindfulness, uh, intuition, tapping into your spiritual self. And I know there's videos out like that now, but I'm trying to say it needs to be the air in the room. Like that needs to be the mainstream. Like another step forward would be, all right, let's use libraries. Let's use common areas like libraries, cafes, and whatever, like public spaces to hold these kind of meetings, like holds like more talks, like, and not just 
because somebody would probably say, all right, Robert, well, who's the talk? Like, here's an example of what you're talking about. But I mean, like, on a wide scale, like, it needs to be the norm. Like, the norm needs to be mental health and, like, teaching people about tapping into your intuition and your spiritual self. Like, that's that shouldn't be uh, an additional thing. So I think that's two places we can start. So one would be, like, shifting of core values. And then two would be, all right, like, using public spaces and using public forums like spaces that we already have but like inundating them with more positive messages like you got the news speaking all these negative things like why don't you use the news time to speak about something positive absolutely absolutely that's one place yeah i love 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 that answer i i wholeheartedly believe in what you said especially like the core values because i think we've lost that especially in school especially because school seems like something you just do because everyone's doing it so you just show up and you kind of passively autopilot just go through and do what you're being told and kind of thinking that's just like how it is and we get into this kind of like groove in a way that it just becomes mundane or it just becomes kind of unconscious and i think a lot of people genuinely go through their whole lives living unconsciously and when you become aware or realize things that's when you can actually start creating and start changing and start going about your future in a way that you want like actively creating it instead of just passively showing up and whatever happens happens and i think that's the thing with school is that we've lost the reason the core value why are you in school you know what are you in school for why are you learning what is this for for you and i think we are genuinely take things for granted. Like not everyone gets to go sit at a desk every day and like, but some of the kids at school, like, oh, I can't believe I hate it or I'm not, you know, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And it's like, if your core value shifted and you started seeing this every day as an opportunity to learn, to grow, that you were excited, that something new could come up, that something like could come in, like really like have like that click inside your head, that aha moment, like, it could be something that's empowering. And so how do we, like, especially the younger generation, how do we start to kind of help them value education? Like, why is it important to learn and to love learning and more specifically to learn about yourself and enjoy that process so that you can actually make something of your life or help people or, or do something? Like, how do we get people to start actually value learning and education you know i think the first thing the first place that we have to start is making the learning relevant or making what's going on in the schools relevant to the children that's in the school it's like why would i want to talk about something that i have no like direct experience or relation to and if you are gonna like teach me about something like that like bring me there like if you don't teach me about china bring me to china (laughs) you know um but yeah, like I think it has to actually directly relate to your daily life. Uh, like I, I don't care about um, the revolution or the civil war if it doesn't teach me how to, you know, look cool in front of my friends. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No, no. But, like, you know, show me, like, show me how this relates to me and like what I, one of my problems, like one of my pain points, um, and and also one of my interests too. So it's like, I want to learn about things that I actually give a crap about. Like, what do I actually care and genuinely want to know more about? Like, 
if we had those things in school, like that's kind of what I do because I go out to middle schools and high schools mm-hmm. and I'll ask them. I'm like, yo, guys, like sometimes they have a problem with this, but I'm like, hey, what are some things that you guys like write it down right now? Two things that you could learn if you, if you like no rules, like just boom, tell me. Like they'll say things like taxes, they'll say things like how to drive, how to cook, yeah. um, life you know, skills. Like, yeah, you know, things like that. But they'll also say silly things too, how to make, like, I don't know, like, how to make like TikTok videos, like dancing yeah. like, videos or something like that. Like, but like, it, it's about the interest. And it's like, once you know what they're interested in, then you can like incorporate that into what you already wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. say. So it's like a combination, it's a two way street. I, I don't, I feel like schools should stop imposing education onto students and start making them a part of the process. Because they are, they're, they're a valuable education stakeholder. Wow, that was so good. That that answer gave me like tingles. Like I, I, I genuinely believe in that as well. And I'm totally on the same page with you. An example is like I'm a high school science teacher, right? And so many kids don't like science, but you kind of get forced to take it throughout the years. Yeah. And, and like you said, if it's not relevant, if it just feels like, oh, I just need to know this so I memorize it and put it on a test, you don't connect with it. It's not there. And there's like a meme that goes around like, you know, oh, I learned such useless things like mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And it's like, what, what was I going to do with that information? You know, like, but really, though, if you look at the world now, everyone's tired, everyone's exhausted, everyone's low energy. And if your mitochondria are making the energy your body has, if you put it in context like that, where you teach people about themselves in a way that this relates directly to you, this could help you, this could actually, you know, heal you. Or like if if somebody you know is going through some sort of health issue or something, because sometimes it's inevitable, then learning this kind of empowers you and kind of makes you feel like, okay, I now know this and now I know now I now know how to make better decisions for myself and right. i think what you said getting them involved instead of like forcing it on them it changes your mindset and changes like you're wanting i think school enforced learning isn't as great as curiosity driven learning if i'm interested yes. in this i'm gonna want to learn it if i'm if i show some sort of like some some sort of curiosity it's it's going to make me feel like i want to kind of explore that and so I totally agree with what you're saying and and moving forward i think kids are it's a mix of like teaching them about philosophy but then also showing them their 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 interests and so kind of like not just children but like adults when you graduate and you're you're done school learning kind of stops so how do we get people to kind of be those lifelong learner learners and see like I, I should be following things I'm interested in and, and what is the value in doing that? How do we not just get children to do that in school settings, but like outside of school, how do we continue to learn best? And like, what are some ways that we can do that? Well, I would even argue that real learning doesn't occur in schools. So it's, how could you yeah, continue <laughs> if it never started? <laughs> because yeah. what happens in schools is really just like how you just said, rote memorization and uh, quick, um, of forgetting a quick forgetting of it right i wanted to say something that rhymes or rote memorization quick you know something that means forget but then rhymes i don't know hey whatever that's just reminds me of limitless by jim quick i know you read that book. hey yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right um but for real like that that book is is on point um but yeah i feel like for yeah. learning oh hey there we go learning i oh, just learning, i keep it by me you know you never know you have to yeah 
I think again, going back to the shifts, um, the purpose of school has to be kind of re rethought. Oh, hey, what's going on, little boy? Took its cat. It's my uh, Picasso. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, but the purpose of school has to be rethought. So it's like. I asked today uh, at my seminar, I was like, what do you guys think the purpose of school is? And like, like I was like, to get good grades? Like, or no, I didn't even, I didn't put it like that. I just said, what do you think the purpose of school is? And then somebody said, to get good grades, right? And then I was like, is that really the purpose of school? That's what I said, right? Is that really the purpose? Um, and then I, like, I kept kind of like seeing more things that they would say. And I was like, and then somebody finally said, yeah, like the purpose is to actually learn. And I was like, yes, like, learn something that you can use for a later moment right mm -hmm. so how do we you're saying how do we continue learning after that um i think one of the things school's supposed to do is to like almost instill the value of learning itself like by showing you yes why it's necessary like so like putting you in a scenario with something that you actually care about and that you actually want to get better at and all right how are you going to do that so for instance like for me i'm gonna use me like i put myself through my own school like after because i actually technically i'm dropped out of teachers college columbia university um I, i'm on leave like i'm on a leave of absence but i don't know who knows if i'll return i don't know right. um but after that i went into my own school and I started learning about how to do like like marketing, like how to how to do sales, you know. Um, and I learned about how to start my own website, like I made my own website, whatever. So those I valued learning because it was directly. I know, hey, if I want to create a website, you have to gain that ability. You have to see that. Like you have there's there is a lack of of information that you have. You're missing something. So it's like if you put a child in a situation where they actually need something that they want, that could show them the value of learning. Like I could teach them the value of getting knowledge for something that they want to achieve. Um, so they have to be, it has to be like, you got to simulate life. Like you got to be in the real world, like, you know, doing things that they actually want to get better at. Because if you want to get better at something, you'll do things to, to get better at. You'll learn about it in order to get better at it. So I think it has to be that. Like, what activity can we add, you know, incorporate that they actually want to get better at? Yeah, I agree. And and it has to come from themselves. You know, right. even like the sales and marketing, like you forcing somebody to do something isn't isn't the best way to get somebody to do something. It really is to make them think that they're doing it on their own, that they make exactly. that decision, that, that this is something that they're interested in, and then that it feels like it's for them instead of somebody forcing them, which is exactly what kind of what school feels like, you know? You're being forced to learn these things because this is the way it is, or this is what you need to know, or this is right. how it's always been instead. So then, you know, it's kind of like this tug of war push pull like you kind of kind of resent it a little bit so that's why yeah. I, i'm sorry to cut you off but like no, you're no. asking me because you said what like learning that's why i said learning doesn't occur in schools or it occurs if it does occur it occurs very little and what learning is uh, this is my definition of learning in my book i talk about it as learning is the absorption and retention of information and like you actually able to uh, being able to apply it effectively. Yep. Yeah. So that's what learning is like. Like learning is not just 
memorizing something. Because if you remember something and you can tell me it, but you don't know what it means, you didn't learn really learn it. And I think that's so, exactly what school is right now, where it's we're just focusing on knowing and not fully learning. Because knowing and learning, yeah, exactly. Knowing something is different than actually learning it. Because, like you said, if you've learned it, you remember it, and you're actually able to use it. So, how do we kind of shift and and add more? application in schools like what would that kind of look like and 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 why is that important because would you agree that maybe that part is missing in our schools really it's more so just the knowing and memorizing instead of the applying and mastering and actually yeah yeah so i definitely agree with that i think it's too much focus on memorization too much focus on like being a database like a human encyclopedia and not being uh like a like a thought provoker or a person who thinks and can can use their knowledge in creative and unique ways. So how would that look in practice? Well, that would look like students doing things like, I mean, you I know you're familiar with project-based learning, things like that, but like actually building stuff, like being given scenarios and having to work through those problems, you know, and that'll show you what skills you have, like what you're good at. And also if you, if it's struggling with something, then boom, that's what you need to work on. So like things that are like, like, so like life simulations, um, even with like role playing, like you could, you could do, I'm, I'm old, like really big on acting, you know, um, I like like performing and all that, that's cool. Um, so you can use skits, you know, to, to kind of simulate events. Um, this, I, see, I'm more with the older kids. I feel like maybe with the younger kids, you know, you would have to be a little bit more creative with that. But don't worry, I'll get back to you with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I think definitely like project based things where they have to create solutions to like real world problems. I think that would help to develop that practical practicality muscle. Yeah. Like developing that, yeah. I think that's the a beautiful word to use is create because I think you learn so much from creation rather than just consumption because Oh yes. And because things come up, like uh, like problems come up, things that you weren't expecting, like when you're just sitting there learning it and trying to know it, like you're not actually doing it. So you don't even know what, you know, could go wrong or what could go right, how you need to right. do it. But when you start creating and actually doing, then you have to learn how to problem solve and actually move forward and overcome things. So when you were creating your book, which I'm sure you probably learned so much about yourself and like especially immerse yourself in this topic um to kind of come up with ideas to actually concrete ideas that you're putting on a page and putting it into a book i want to ask you like what are some things that you kind of learned uh, along that process of writing that book and more specifically what do you mean by the essence because i i love that word i use it a lot so what do you mean by essence of education let's do with that one because i think that okay. one that question is juicy oh my <laughs> because like when you think about like what is education like if i was to ask you see you're probably going to give an awesome answer so i can't ask you but if i was to ask a you know a normal bystander hey what's education to you like they probably will respond with something like education is uh, learning education is teaching education is a classroom a, you know a chalkboard you know, you know classic traditional education model like people automatically go to that and that was one of the reasons why i stopped to think what is the essence of education like what like if it's stripped down to just its bare bones and what makes education what it is and 
I, I discerned that, you know, after thinking about it for a while, that education is simply improvement. Like, that's it. Like, education is improvement and forward movement. Like, it's becoming better at something. Like, when you, teaching and educating are two different things. Like, teaching, like, you're, you're just revealing something, right? Like, you're just, that's what teaching means. You're revealing information. Boom. You're a teacher. But if you're educating, it's like, you're building a bridge of like you're you're drawing connections you're you're cultivating understanding when you're educating so yeah i think the essence of education is like so cultivating that understanding but also like that that improvement like you're helping someone to you're actively helping someone to improve so that's like when you're educating as a verb but you know education is you know the act of improvement and forward movement so I love that definition, <laughs> improvement and forward movement. I totally see that. And, and it's it's true. The more you learn, the less you fear, the more empowered you feel, the more confidence you gain, the more you feel like you can act and, and, and actually do something. Because now you know. Yeah. yeah, now you know something that you didn't necessarily know. And it's like the idea of stripping it down to the basics because life it might seem complicated, but to live life well, it's very simple. Like to live simply is to live well and, and not need all these things external and, and, and be caught up in material things or, uh, you know, what other people think. It's very right. simple. And I think when you look at life or certain topics like that, like breaking down education to what is it simply, I really, really, really appreciate that definition. Self-improvement, like improvement, especially with yourself. But then also how you can move forward because you've learned something, you've gained some sort of knowledge that that you didn't necessarily have before, and it allows you to kind of change or 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 get something that you want, a result that you want. So I love that. So in in terms of your book, what are some ideas? What, what's like a, a really? I know you talked about the essence, but what's an idea that you think if somebody wanted to learn right now to change their relationship with learning to actually start? Hey, maybe I want to explore my interest. Hey, maybe I want to start kind of seeing how I can improve or what do I need to improve in my, in my areas? What's, what's a, an action step, something that you would advise that you would give to somebody who wants to start their self-education journey? Well, you know, the first thing I would do is I would write down, I would get out a sheet, you know, and I would write down either your goals, like your, like your, what is your main life mission? Like, what is your reason for being on this planet see Catherine's joined in she she she's really used to me saying that phrase i'm always asking people on the podcast hey what's your reason for being on the planet um and that's what i would say like i would have them write that down first um and and then i would create like a list of all the different interests and all the different priorities so like what is your most what's the most important thing that is like to you and then list it down and then also say, all right, like, what is, <laughs> this little cat is sneaking in, um, but, you know, like, what is, like, well, yeah, what do you want to do? You know, what are your interests? Because once you have your interests, like, you know, once you have your interests, once you have your goals and your life mission, like, that is a blueprint on what you need to learn. So right now, I'll use myself as, as an example. My mission is to uproot the Common Core curriculum in America and rebuild it on what I call humanization, organic intelligence. In order to do that, I wanna open 10 schools. I wanna found 10 schools in all 50 states, 500 schools in total. Um, okay, so how do I do that? Great. 
So that means I need to learn how to operate a business. I need to, I need to learn how to open schools. I need to learn how to hire teachers. But wait, before I even get there, how am I going to even get known for people to even take me seriously? How am I even going to get the funds for that? Okay, I need to learn about how to sell myself. I need to learn about sales. I need to learn about marketing. I need to learn about this. Oh, but before I ever, you know, land a client or anything, like, like let me beef up my personal portfolio. Let me write a book. Okay, like, how do I write a book? Let me learn about that. Yeah. So you see what I did? Like, I started off, I began with the end goal in mind, which was, like, my big think goal, or at least my interest, if you don't have, if you don't know what your big life mission, because not everybody knows. Boom, so let me just start with my interests. And then from there, all right, where are my interests taking me? What do I need to learn about those interests in order to get better at them? You know, choose an activity or something that you want to get good at, right? If, if sales is an interest, okay, how do I get better at that? You know, just kind of, all right, if dancing is an interest, okay. What do I need to do to be the top dancer? Boom, that's, that's where your lesson starts. So it starts with, yeah, the goals, your life, well, life mission. If you don't know your life mission, set up some goals. If you don't have goals, okay, start with your interests. Yeah. Okay. And everybody has interests. Absolutely. So that's what I, I love that, you know, zoomed out, bigger perspective, you know, what do you want? Why do you want it? And if you know those answers, then the how starts to unfold itself as you just keep moving forward. And exactly. And when you learn people something. Try to, people try to do it backwards. People focus yeah. on how am I going to do this? And then they stop, they, stop, yeah. they stop dreaming. Exactly. We, we get stuck on the how and that really does kill more dreams than anything else it, it, and it's and it is it, it is scary if you want to make 10 million dollars how am i going to do that that's stressful uh forget it i'm just going to keep working my job but if you find something that you really love and interested in and then you can see how it can monetize or whatever you know any type of goal that you have mm-hmm. then that that path becomes clearer and clearer and clearer so i love that piece of advice i love this conversation i think i think what you're doing is wonderful i hope you'll open up thousand schools because <laughs> oh, everyone absolutely. needs everyone needs everyone needs this new way of thinking and new way of looking especially as we move forward in our in, in our future and the generations and how they kind of um how we need to change i think i think that's becoming more and more evident in our world and i think when you like you said when you break it down and you get to the essence of what needs to change i think education could be a powerful tool to help us kind of start looking at life differently in our values and, and and moving forward in a way that's best for the individual but also all the systems that we're a part of so yeah if you look at it it's like a it's a prime opportunity to you're dealing with the future like you, the yeah. kid, that's why like that's why i chose education because it's like if you're going to influence the future you need to deal with the kids right because they are the future you can and they're the most moldable so you might as well take all these different ideas of you know change and revolution not revolution not revolution change and rethinking you know instead of trying to get other people to unlearn we're still going to try to do that but instead of rather than focus my full efforts on that right focus it on like the most moldable section of the audience or of the population so that's why i chose education yeah grassroots basically i, I, grassroots. I, like, that. I like that okay so that, that's awesome and and so if somebody wants to read your book or get a hold of your book and your ideas where where could they find you where could, where could we lead people towards that's a great question. Um, so you can actually go ahead on my link. If you don't follow me already and you're somehow seeing this or hearing this, great. Um, follow me at Aster underscore education and you click the link in that bio and boom, it's boom, it's gonna come up right there. Rethinking schools. Are you ready to rethink schools? It'll ask you, and then boom, you have the book. Um, but you can also hop over to Amazon, you no know, classic, have it on design. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's on the way. It's coming through onto um, Apple Books, Kobo, all that, all those other e-commerce. Hey, and the ebook. No, excuse me. The audio book is on oh. the way too. Wow! So I did. The, I recorded the first draft, and uh, you know, nice. I have to go through and make another draft. But um, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. So the next draft will be on the way. So be on the lookout. Big things. Congratulations. I'm so excited Thank for you. you. And honestly, speaking to you, your ideas are brilliant. So I bet how when you took the time to write them out in that book, it would be wonderful, wonderful read. And so I'll put the link in the episode as well. So in the description of this um, podcast episode, um, so you can find it there or yeah, head over and, and follow follow Robert. You, you love his content. I love your reels. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And thank you so much for talking to me. I appreciate our conversation. I, I hope I hope there's many more of these to come because we're totally oh, on the same page. And I think I think what your mission is is so important, especially in today's world. So don't stop, keep going, and thank you for what you're doing. Well, hey, listen, thanks for having me. And you know, you you're, you're gonna be on, Vivica. You're gonna be on the next episode, or maybe not the next episode, maybe the episode after the next. We'll we'll plan it, but mm-hmm. we the conversation will continue because you're you're gonna be on. Um. <laughs> And hey, you should check out, because I'm actually uploading an episode of my show today. It is actually on uh, the COVID. I, I expanded that. Um, we actually had a guest speaker on to talk about that. So if you're interested, definitely check that episode out. Uh, we talked about, is COVID really real? That's the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing that. Appreciate it. Yes. Okay, thank All you right. for your time. Uh, this was a lovely conversation. Until next time, yep, on your podcast. I can't wait. And uh, thanks again for everything that you do. Stay cultivating. Yes. Peace out. Take care. Have a good day. All right. See you. Bye. Thanks, everyone.